Romans today. Chapter 13, we'll read uh, four verses. I like the way you read on Thursday night, so we'll do that again. I'll read one verse, you read the next, and so on until we get down to verse, uh, and through verse 14. All right, Romans 13, verse 11, I'll read and then you. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time, to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Verse 12. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Very pertinent instructions for uh, this day, for this time. Uh, and the apostle is uh, trying to alert us to the recognition that the time is far spent. We're way past a time of just feeling like we can shrug, we can feel like it doesn't matter, um, things are just going to go on the way they have for centuries. No, it's, uh, it's time to awake out of that kind of lethargy, uh, that kind of apathy, that kind of indifference, and to recognize where we are in the time clock. Amen. Not just in a time change that comes in spring and in fall, not just in a recognition that the seasons are changing, praise God, hallelujah, but we're moving into the realm of understanding where we are in the presence of the Lord and in his time. Praise God. Aren't you glad the scripture says he'll make everything beautiful in his time? Amen. We've discovered that. We've realized that. The Lord continues to do that work, and I want him to do it for me. I want him to do it for you. Praise God. He'll move us into the blessings and the power that he has in store for us. Amen. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. We're focusing on the time. Knowing the time uh, is the challenge here that the apostle is, is making a note of. It's, it's high time. Our salvation is nearer. Uh, the night is far spent. He goes into the whole aspect of the progression of time and how we know it to go through uh, the, uh, the situations that we call night and day and so on. The fullness of time is mentioned about the coming of the Lord the first time that he came as a baby. Jesus came into the world at the fullness of time. Galatians 4 and 4 lets us know that God had his plan fulfilled just as he desired to bring it forth. There were times that he said, my time and my hour is not yet. And uh, as though to indicate there is going to be a time, there is going to be an appointment, it is going to happen, but not now, not yet. I'm thankful 
that the scripture lets us know the Holy Ghost was not yet given for that Jesus was not yet glorified, but praise God, there came that hour, there came that day, there came that time when the Spirit of God was poured out in a mighty way, 120 initially being filled with it on the day of Pentecost in the upper room in Jerusalem. It spread throughout the streets and 3,000 more and then 5,000 and then multitudes, praise God. I'm thankful the Lord doesn't leave anybody out. If you desire to be filled with the Spirit, it can happen. Amen. And the power of the Lord would be fulfilled. But the scripture lets us know that there are times of the Gentiles. And there's a passage in Romans that would make reference to that. The times of the Gentiles. And how Luke 21 and 24 also uh, makes known that Jerusalem would be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And we're at that time. We're in that moment. We're in that hour. And the message to the church is, as we follow on, when you see these things begin to come to pass, and we're seeing lots of things according to prophecy, according to the Word of God, according to what uh, was spoken in the Word of the Lord, that it is all coming to pass. And uh, the, I believe the next major item on God's time clock is the rapture of the church, the coming of the Lord for his bride. Praise God. And we want to be in that place where we're going to be assembled together at the sounding of the trumpet. Knowing the time, get ready. Praise God. And uh, the Lord said, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Thank the Lord that there is that time awareness that we can have about the things of God. At the same time, the Bible lets us know evil men and seducers shall become worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The deception that is so rampant in the world today uh, that we see uh, affecting every level, level of society, every aspect of culture. It's, uh, it's running rampant, and we understand and recognize that's what we've got to guard against. I don't want to be deceived. The deceitfulness of sin, the deceitfulness of our own hearts. And the Bible astonishingly says that your heart is deceitful above all things. And uh, desperately wicked. Now that's a description that's hard to apply to our own heart, our own being, our own understanding. That's why we've got to constantly look at the Word of God and know there's what I need to judge myself by. There's the standard. There's the aspect of accountability that I've got to work with. And not my own feelings, not my own ideas, not the traditions of man, not the teachings of philosophers. No, I've got to understand what the Word of God says. Amen. The Bible translates uh, that part of that verse as being imposters. They're not what they say they are. They have a, a good spiel. They have a, a, a good explanation. They've got a good way of saying it, but it's false. It's deceitful. The Word of God is what we've got to hold on to. Amen. And know that the power of the Lord is there. Unfortunately, the Bible says the time will come when they will abandon the faith, will, will not adhere, not endure sound doctrine, but will gather to themselves teachers that are going to just uh, tell them what they want to hear. 
You're doing good. Pat on the back. You're doing all right. There's nothing else that you need to do. There's no other requirement that you've got to have. No, I've got to make sure I'm following what God's word says. I've got to make sure I'm doing what the word of the Lord declares and stepping into that realm where I understand his power and his goodness. Praise God. Departing from the faith, it's happening. And there are much that uh, is being offered as compromise. But I've got to make sure I'm holding on to the word of the Lord. Moreover, the word of God says perilous times will come. Perilous. Not just peril in the sense of bodily damage and, and uh, harm uh, to you in that manner. But peril in terms of disease. Peril in terms of doctrine. Peril in terms of the spirit. I've got to make sure I'm understanding I can't walk in the realm of just my own ability, my own thoughts, my own th uh, direction. I've got to follow what God's word declares. Amen. And stay in that place where the blessing of the Lord will come forth. Documentaries are being made and uh, statements are being brought forth. Doctrines are being taught that would try to discredit uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. But I'm thankful the power of the word of God cannot be defeated. His word is going to last forever. It is not going to pass away. Praise God. And that's what I'm going to hold to. That's what I'm going to be uh, sure to stand upon. Because revival is promised. The glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. The outpouring of the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 is wonderful to read about. They gave witness of the wonderful works of God. People standing around understood what they were saying. They were confused. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't fathom. How could these Galileans, we know they're Galileans, we recognize they're from Galilee. How come we hear them speaking in languages that are surrounding the Mediterranean and uh, all of these aspects that are so powerful and so wonderful? They're, they're speaking the wonderful works of God. Praise God. And the hand of the Lord demonstrated in such an amazing way. I'm thankful that God fulfilled his word, just as Peter would declare from the book of Joel, it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Thank God. There was 120, then 3,000, then 5,000, and the power of the Lord came forth in such a mighty way. I'm glad that there's the early and the latter rain. And both of them have come, and we're seeing the results right now. How amazing the hand of God is being displayed around the world. And so it's no wonder it's high time to awake. Spiritual slumber is very easy to slip into. Spiritual slumber, uh, be comfortable. <laughs> and, uh, and just sit back and feel like uh, we're doing good. We're, we're doing all right. But I noticed in Mark 13 that uh, four times in a few verses, four times it's emphasized, watch. Watch. Watch for what? Watch for the coming of the Lord. Watch that you be not taken uh, in unawares. Be, be uh, diligent. Be alert. Uh, be watchful in, instead of sleeping because it's so easy to just become relaxed and feel like, Nothing matters. I'm okay. We're, uh, we're just going to make it. You know, I thought about a report that I read years ago of a, a new owner of a motorhome cruising down the highway and, and actually set 
cruise on the uh, steering wheel and then went back to make a cup of coffee. Survived, able to tell the story, but my goodness, what a, <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> That's not the idea of cruise control. <laughs> and you can just cruise along, everything's going to be great. Uh, we got to make sure we're watching. Now, the Lord said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. There is rest that we can find in him. There is comfort. There is blessing. There is peace. Praise God. But I've got to make sure my eyes are still seeing, my ears are still hearing what he wants to impart to the church. He that hath an ear, let him hear, the Spirit says. And it says it seven times in the book of Revelation. So I've got to understand there's got to be an, an alertness, not a spiritual slumber that will cause me to miss out on the blessings of God, but in a spiritual awareness that will help me to see where the Spirit of God is leading and how God wants to direct my life, how he wants me to overcome, not be overcome, but overcome, praise God, and not succumb to uh, addictions and to problems that uh, the devil is trying to throw my way. No, I want to wake up, praise God, a wake-up call. You know, when you hear the term a wake-up call, it usually has to do with a near-death experience or a disaster or a problem or a difficulty. God help us not to have to <laughs> come to that end or that resort to understand that I've got to be alert. No, I've got to have the understanding as well that now is salvation nearer than when we believed, when we first started out, when we first took our, uh, uh, our first step in walking with the Lord. It's even closer now. Let me give you an idea of uh, past, present, and future. The Bible lets us know in Hebrews 13 and 8, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. I'm glad I know he is the same, regardless of the passage of time, regardless of what changes may come in the world. I'm thankful I can rely upon my Lord as being the same. Then Paul made the reference in 2 Corinthians 1 and 10. He did deliver us. He is delivering us. He will deliver us. He made it past, present, and future. I'm thankful that we know salvation to be so great and so powerful and so real in our lives today. And the Lord is working that salvation now so that I don't have to go back to those things that kept me bound before, so that I can continue on in the walk with God that he has provided for me, so that I can know the light that's going to illuminate me and bring me into the realm of his power and his glory. Praise God. And not slip back, not fall back, not uh, slide into the realm that would cause me to, uh, again, and slumber and sleep and feel as though the things of God are not important. Salvation is not important. I don't have to worry and, and be concerned about those things. No, a spiritual sensitivity for the priorities of God is what we've got to understand. Man can get so complacent, can feel like uh, everything's going to be good. There, there's nothing that's going to imperil. There's nothing that's going to damage. Nothing that's going to bring a disaster. So the Titanic sails on. The Challenger gets launched. Oh, the technology. It's amazing. 
It's incredible, but we know both ended in disaster. A woman that, uh, before she uh, was placed into uh, the lifeboat as the Titanic was sinking, rushed back to her stateroom. Was she seeking her jewels, her jewelry? Was she concerned about uh, a mink wrap around her neck? No, she came back out of her stateroom with three oranges because she knew the ride in the life raft was going to be who knows how long. So she understood what was valuable. She understood what was necessary, and she followed through on that. I hope we understand what's necessary. <laughs> I hope we recognize what's most important. I hope we're willing to grab a hold of the things of God and, and, and hold on and not let go. And certainly not reach for something that's not going to satisfy, something that's not going to fulfill, something that's not going to bring joy and pleasure and, and, and satisfaction. Because the devil is certainly offering those things, but they're traps. And when that trap is sprung, disaster and problems and difficulties. But oh, I'm so thankful. When we believed, the apostle said, and I'm thankful that we have that in our past. We have that in our experience. We know what it is to have Jesus as our Savior. We know what it is to experience him as our healer. I'm thankful that I can look to him as my helper, my provider, my guide, my counselor, my comforter. And the list goes on and on. He's everything. Praise God. And I know his power and his blessing to be so great. I'm thankful that he can both save and keep. One thing, to have a salvation experience and to look back on it and say, oh, I received the Holy Ghost on such and such a date. I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ on such and such a date. I'm thankful we have those monuments to look back to. I'm thankful we have those experience, experiences to know they're real and powerful. But what about today? Today is the day of salvation, the Bible lets us know, and that's what we've got to follow through on. Amen. And the possibility of growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as Peter ended his second letter. Thank God we can step into that realm and know the power and the blessing of the Lord as we grow in that knowledge. We grow in that grace and that experience because that's what God wants to provide for us. The apostle wrote, the night is going to give way to eternal day. The night is almost finished. Sin and Satan are almost done. Praise God. And eternal day is almost here. Thank God that we know the power of the Lord is going to be filled, fulfilled. The work of God is going to take place. We cast off darkness. Amen. Brother Aaron, please get ready to show that uh, verse 13 in our text in the NLT. Uh, the, the, the old English language sometimes doesn't shed light on uh, the experiences that we've got to avoid. But this is what we've got to cast off. Amen. We're used to casting. We're used to, uh, here in Alaska, we're uh, fishermen, fisherwomen. Uh, we're used to casting. And uh, what we've got to understand is when you cast it out, don't reel it back in. Don't, don't retrieve it. Don't let it come to be a part of you again. No, you cast it out. 
praise God, and the blessings of God that are so real and so powerful. The apostle in 2 Corinthians 6 is asking five times various comparisons, and one of those comparisons, he says, how can light live with darkness? It can't. Impossible. Going to be dispelled. Praise God. So let's look, Romans 13, 13, how that, uh, the Word of God lets us know this is what we've got to make sure we're holding on to. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. All to see? Yep. You're on display. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immortal, uh, immoral living or in a, a quarreling and jealousy. Don't, don't let those things be a part of your life. Make sure you're casting those off, getting rid of them, not being a part of it anymore. Praise God. And thank the Lord we can be delivered from darkness. Thank the Lord we can walk in his light. You know, it's amazing that in the Gospels, seven times there are those who have been healed from blindness. They receive their sight. And no doubt, there are many, many more than those seven incidences that are recorded. Bartimaeus casting off the rags of a beggar so that he could follow the Lord. The man born blind testifying at least four times, I know what happened to me. I was blind, but now I see. Praise God. And it's amazing he had to defend that four times, but he walked on in that deliverance, walked on in that knowledge that the Lord brought a change to his life. The man who required a second touch because when the Lord touched him the first time, he said, I see men as trees walking. There was uh, out of focus. It was not clear as can be, but I'm thankful the Lord came with a second touch and made it the way it's supposed to be. I want that second touch. I want that third touch, that 300th touch. Praise God. And know that the hand of God can deliver. The power of God can be there. The blessings of the Lord can come forth again and again. I like this poem that I found. Let me read it to you. I was trying to catch the cripple man. Did he just run this way? He was rushing home to tell everyone what Jesus did today. And the mute man was telling me and the deaf girl he's leaving to answer God's call. It's hard to believe, but if you trust me, ask the blind man. He saw it all. Because <laughs> that's the change. That's the change that my God can bring. Hallelujah. Amen. Did Lazarus uh, take advantage of the opportunity for souvenirs? I wondered, was it possible that he chipped some off of the stone that was rolled in front of his grave and sold pieces of it for Mother's Memorial? Huh. What about the grave clothes? Did he cut them up and uh, hand them out? No, I, I don't know. A little bit stinky there, but... Uh, God cast off sin and death, praise God, and did a work, made a change powerfully, showing his goodness and his, his strength, praise God. John, in the revelation that uh, he recorded in 22 chapters of what we call the book of Revelation, he saw Jesus in the middle of the candlesticks. Was he just taking a stroll and observing the beauty of the candlesticks? Was he just making sure they, they had enough oil and they continued burning if that's what they were? Or were they actual candles? I guess they would be actual candles because he called them candlesticks. But thank God that was symbolic of the Lord being in the midst of the church. 
That was the Lord not forsaking his people. That was the Lord being right there to making sure the flame was burning bright, to make sure the power of God was still being displayed, to show his goodness in and his strength. And John describes him. Look at the way that John describes him. He says his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet burned bright as a furnace. His countenance was as the sun shines. What was the summation of John's description? He's trying to tell us there was light. There was bright light. It wasn't a darkness. It wasn't a shadow. It wasn't anything that we would describe as being less than light. Thank God. That's what God calls us to, to walk in in his light. I'm thankful we can put on the armor of light, like the scripture tells us in our text. The armor of light. How can light be an armor? Because the devil doesn't like it. The devil doesn't want to walk in it. The devil doesn't want to be exposed by it. But thank God, the armor of light we can put on and know the power of God to be there to deliver us, to provide for us, to minister to us. Praise God. There's protection there that you can stand. There's performance there that you can move into victory. That's why it's important. And so the scripture says, make no provision for the flesh. Don't, don't give it opportunity. Don't, don't open the door for the, the, the lust of the flesh to be displayed again. You know, that, that uh, moving back into uh, things that we've been delivered from. Uh, if, if I, uh, Paul said, if I build again the things I once destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. That, that doesn't make sense. I've got to move into the realm of understanding the power and the blessing of the Lord. And so the Bible tells us, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful for that liberty. I'm thankful for that freedom. I'm thankful for the opportunity to walk in the presence of the Lord. And no, nothing needs to hold me back. Nothing needs to bind me. Nothing needs to keep me down. But I can move into the realm of the blessings of God and use my talents and use my gifting and use whatever I have for the glory of God. Not for what Satan wants to drag me down to, but into the freedom, into the liberty, into the power into the glory of God and his wonderful presence. Praise God that has set me free. I don't want to use liberty for an opportunity to the flesh. That's what the word of God warns me about in Galatians 5 and 13. When it tells about the liberty, when it describes the things of God, don't use that liberty as though you're going to appease the flesh. You're going to satisfy the old desires of your heart. Oh, no, you're going to walk in the liberty that God has for you. You're going to step into the realm of his power and his blessing. That's why he says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on it as though it's a garment, as though it's armor, as though it's power, as though it's protection, because it is. Praise God. And you can move into the realm of victory. You can step forth into the battle. There are a lot of people that just want a picnic. They want a playground instead of a battleground. No, that's not what God has moved us into. Praise God. We can understand it's a battle, but the victory is already won. The power of God is already there. The blessing of the Lord is already coming forth. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is above every name. 
Amen. His name is the name of salvation. Peter said, there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's why we're baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. His blood cleanses from all sin. There's nothing that can withstand the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing. All unrighteousness. All sin. Praise God. Does the work. That's why the devil hates the cross. That's why the devil hates the blood of Jesus Jesus Christ. But thank God we can lift up the name of Jesus and know his power and his blessing. His spirit is provision. His spirit is comfort. His spirit is counsel. His spirit is power. Praise God. And we know how wonderful it is to walk in the blessings of his presence and power. His righteousness helps us to make right choices for right living. Not the stumbling and, and uh, awkwardly moving along as we try to find what uh, is going to satisfy. No, we, we know the path. Praise God. Paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me to those green pastures. Praise God. And I have sense enough to follow him. <laughs> and then following me is his mercy, his goodness. Hallelujah. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, thank God for that power. Thank God for that blessing. Thank God for that goodness. Amen. Everyone has that opportunity. And when you take advantage of the opportunity that God has given you, there comes a responsibility. I'm going to follow the Lord. Amen. Knowing the time, I'm going to serve him. I'm not going to play with the things of God and feel like I can, you know, I can pick it up any time. I, I can lay it aside and I can come back to it. Uh, whatever my schedule is, whatever my pleasure is, whatever my thinking is. No, now is the time. Now. Knowing the time. I've got to make sure I'm following through. I'm doing the work of God. Amen. I think about that old song that we used to sing, let the church be the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we've made our choice. We've made our decision. We're following after the things of God. We're not going to let the things of this world trip us and trap us and bring us down. There's not going to be a trick of the devil that's going to cause me to lose out. I'm going to continue on. Praise God. I'm talking about the church in the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's built by the Lord. It's got a strong foundation. Oh, thank God for the power and the blessing and the strength of the Lord that we can know that God has provided an open door. God has provided a shut door so that we can move into the realm of the blessings of God. Not going to be lukewarm, going to be hot, going to be on fire, praise God, and move into the realm that God has for us. Because the upreach is what God desires for us to do. The upreach Praise God. The Lord let us know there's more that I have for you. There's more that I want to show you. There's more that I want to give you. Did we hear that? Did we grab a hold of that? Did we make that our purpose and our desire? Did we want that promise to be fulfilled? Or are we just going to sit back and say, oh, we're doing good. Everything's fine. I don't have to push. I don't have to pressure. I don't have to uh, discipline myself. I don't have to say no to myself. I'm just going to move on here. Cruise. Hmm. The things of God are waiting. 
for those who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness. The things of God are waiting for those who are going to seek and look and desire above everything else. Praise God and the blessings of God that are going to be there to minister to our lives. God has abundance. God has blessing. God has power more than we've ever seen. Amen. Now, my theory about why things can get better is going to play into this. You want to hear my theory of why we can say this is the best camp meeting we've ever had? My theory about this is the best revival we've ever had. You have new needs. You have new situations that require answered prayer. You have new conditions that need to be met. And those were met at the last camp meeting. But now this camp meeting, the Lord willing... There's going to be new things that you have to have answers for. There's going to be new situations that you've got to have met. Amen. And God's going to meet those too. And that's why we're able to say this is the best yet. Because God took care of all that we brought before him. Praise God. So now, if the Lord tells us, I have more that I'm going to show you. I have more that I'm going to give you. I have more that you can reach for. Does that mean there are going to be more challenges? Does that mean there are going to be more conditions that we're going to have to struggle with? New battles that we're going to have to fight? That's exactly what it means. But don't let that scare you. Don't let that make you back up. Don't let that cause you fear and, and, and you be stymied in your spiritual walk. No, step forward, praise God. And let the Lord show his power and his blessing as your upreach becomes stronger than ever. Because that's what's going to determine your outreach. Amen. That's what's going to show how you're going to be able to implement the power that is there for you to, to show his blessings and his power in your outreach. Because now is the time to testify more than ever before. God delivered me. God set me free. I don't have to go with that affliction and that addiction anymore. God delivered me. Praise God. And I don't have to do those things anymore. Now is the time to testify of that goodness. Now is the time to teach the truth of the Word of God, not traditions of men. Not in that realm at all, because the Lord condemned teaching the traditions of men and not the truth of his word. We're going to move into that realm of knowing his power and his blessing. Now is the time to renew and restore, praise God. And that's your outreach, because the Lord is desiring to do it. Now is the time, he said. Now, praise God. Stand with me, please. If you would, thank the Lord that we know his goodness to minister in our lives. We know his power to be a strength within us. And we don't have to move back into the realm of feeling like we've, we've lost and, and uh, we're not able to continue on. No, the day is at hand. Praise God. Put on the armor of light. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God. And that power and that blessing is there. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, uh, uh, times can be manipulated. Times can be 
uh, changed, altered, adjusted, and all of that kind of stuff as um, uh, what we see our world doing. Not just in setting the clocks forward, setting clocks back, setting them wherever they want to set them, and uh, all of that nonsense. But uh, there, there, there's things that are going on in our world that are, are, are trying to change the times, that uh, the Word of God is not relevant. The Word of God is old-fashioned. The Word of God doesn't apply. The Word of God doesn't fit in the 21st century. Well, I'm thankful that I know better. I'm thankful that I, I know for a fact and by experience that it's powerful, it's wonderful, it's the blessing of God that is far greater than anything else. Amen. And I need to let somebody else know. Amen. Praise God by my lifestyle and by my teaching. Thank God. Because the Lord will confirm his word. I stick with his word. I stay with that. That's what I teach. That's what I live. That's what I understand. And that's what he confirms with signs following. Wow. There's the formula for success. There's the way to victory. There's the way that you can achieve what God has in store for you. Praise God. And thank the Lord. The devil cannot defeat it. And we can move on in victory. Praise God. Please come and pray today. Let's seek the face of the Lord together. Let's call upon his name. Praise God. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for that blessing. I'm thankful for that strength. I'm thankful for that goodness. Oh yes. His power. His might. It's all very, very real. And I'm thankful I can know it. Amen. The blessings of the Lord. Can we pray together? Can we worship together? Can we thank the Lord together? Hallelujah. Oh God.